again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Shazcast. Your regular hosts for this episode are the usual gang of idiots. Uh, what are their names? Speak uh, for yourself. Yeah, it's uh, Corey, Todd, Nick, and Bob. How's that? Much better. There you go. Mm, much better. Because I yeah. feel like you wanted to make sure my name was last in that in that list. No, that wasn't the point. I'm not, I still don't know what the point is, but that's fine. I need to do it. All right, so... Uh, what do we got for you today? We're going to do a little airing of grievances. Uh, and we are currently brainstorming about what the last segment's going to be. So it could be a surprise. All surprise, right. surprise. <laughs> I did not. Nick the only one who does imitations around here. <laughs> Todd Dillon. Should. Man of three impressions. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> three more than Bob has. <laughs> Todd, Todd, how are you, sir? How are you, sir? I am. I am well, sir. Thank Excellent, you. Uh, Nick Bader. How are you? Doing fantastic. And you, sir? I'm I'm well. And uh, finally, which is usually the it's the opposite of what we normally do, shaking it up this week. Corey, how are you? Oh, craziness! Fantastic. That didn't really answer how I was doing. <laughs> no, nope, okay. It's yeah, craziness. It You're doing sense. craziness. You're <laughs> crazy in the craziness. Yeah, apparently. If you are new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. If you are returning, welcome, welcome back. And uh, you can find us out here. You can go back and uh, listen to previous episodes out on streaming services on YouTube Music, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else where you can get a podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Schnozcast. If you want to email us, you can always catch us at Schnozcast. That's S-C-H-N-O-Z-Cast at gmail.com. Or you can call or text us anytime at 618-SHOCKER. Shocker line. Shocker. Hang on. Nick's trying to silently yeah. relay yeah. something to me about yeah, something that's sure. going on. What I'm trying to say is I don't know why the Funkos you gave me are so askew. Some of them look like they've that, moved forward a little that's, bit. That's what I'm you're so trying glad to that point we out. Yes. tried to derail the entire podcast <laughs> yes. for that reason. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was like the internet out? Is they what's should going all on? be in line. Yeah, I thought something was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, no, my, my Funkos aren't quite lined up the way They're that moving. they were the last time They're I looked at them. They're upsettingly askew. I have not touched them. No, so. I know, but I uh, perhaps... They're coming alive? Yeah, at night, they... You know, Frazier seems to be in the lead, so... This is probably the most important thing we can be kicking off this episode. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're off by millimeters. Yeah. Mm, inches. All right, so speaking of uh, important distractions... Uh, if you are new to the podcast and have never uh, listened before, we generally do a, a couple of shots during the show, and we're going to do the one right now. So, Todd, you got yes, one to join us. What are you drinking tonight, buddy? I do. Oh, yeah. I thought you'd never ask. I'm drinking for my shot oh, a little yeah. cherry berry pucker fucker. And for my oh, beer, uh, I'm drinking Rogue Brewings Bat Squatch Hazy IPA. I feel like whatever Todd drinks, his beer always has a squatch in the name somewhere. Bat squatch. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> How did you come up with bat squatch before you thought of Sasquatch? Because he just said bat squatch. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, how did I come up with it? I just heard it. I didn't come up with it. Well, I, I would have thought that Sasquatch would have been the. It might have been had I not just heard bat squatch. You know, bat squatch, cat squatch, dog squatch. I see we've gone from chewing gum on the show to eating on ca on camera and directly in the microphone. You can't hear that. I hear, yes. Nick, you want to tell them what it sounds like who, from our end? Who is the band that <laughs> sings the song, um, or at the beginning, it's, remember, like, in, like, 
I think maybe early Jefferson 2000s, Starship, early two thousands. They had Black like a bunch, Overdrive, bunch of tattoos. They were kind of like metal ish. Metallica. Like, he who makes a beast Jeff out of himself. They start the Iron song. God, what the fuck was the name? Of <laughs> the, the song was Bat Country. The name of the song was Bat oh, Country. Country. Avenge Sevenfold. Yes. It sounded like when he said Ooh. Bat Squatch, it sounded like an Avenge Sevenfold song. I didn't say Bat. Song. I just repeated Bat Squatch. It wasn't me. Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. Todd's drinking Bat Squatch. Right, we're all out of squat. Over the place. I wrote right. brewing. Let, let's it's do another good. shot. That'll, that'll help. That'll us. help. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. I like Cheers. Avenge Sevenfold. Salute. Oh. I wasn't a big fan. No? No. Whatever, whatever period of time I uh, that occurred in which they were on the rise and they hit their apex and everybody loved them and everybody knew their songs and then they disappeared into oblivion, I missed that entire thing. It wasn't hard to miss. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was a little confused when he said... I missed the entire thing. When he said yeah. period time, I thought he was going to go on about talking about raising a daughter. So I didn't know what exactly... Oh, goodness. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't we know. We went all the way left. I heard we something different. You didn't know, so in your head, that's where you went? I'm just saying that's oh all goodness. I heard. Mm. Okay, continue. Mm. Yeah. Suspect. I'm not sure where to take that from Suspect. here. I know. No. <laughs> Where can we take that from here? Let's see if I can uh, use the board to get us off this topic onto the airing of grievances. Use kids in your yes, complicated shoes. <laughs> I like the long version. Is there a long version? <laughs> yes. Uh, where is it? <laughs> oh, it's this one. Yeah, that's about all. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Perfect. Just enough time. Exactly. All right, Todd. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. I love what, it. What's what's sticking in your craw this week? And please make sure that none of those things are what I just did with the mixer. <laughs> They're not. And this and this week, I'm actually I gotta I gotta take a company to task. And I I typically don't do that. I typically take to task behaviors that us human beings inflict upon one another. But this time, I gotta I gotta knock a company. Especially being that I've been anti this company for a long time. Honda Motors. I just recently, along with my wife, purchased a brand new vehicle from them. Top of the line, every feature, everything that you could imagine, fully decked out to the nines, van for the dogs. A dog van? van. Dog van. The do you, Honda Odyssey. Do you have room in your garage for another vehicle? I had to build another garage. Anyway. This, these, this, this car has what I thought was going to be really good. And you know, Japanese automakers, their number one thing is their, their quality. These motherfuckers sold us a van that after two days of rain with the doors all shut, the back end, the, the storage area <laughs> filled up and the back end got wet. <laughs> oh and I'm like, man. How does that happen? And even, it gets worse. My real complaint isn't even that they had a, some sort of gasket failure that, that led to rain in a fully closed back door, getting in the wetting the bottom of the of the storage area. But these sons of bitches <laughs> wouldn't give my wife a loaner car when we took it in to fix their fucking problem. I ended up paying two days for a loaner. I've always had a Ford. I've never had any of those problems, but just saying. I well, I can't can't buy Ford because that boy was in my conf. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying the the con, I, Honda. You failed me. You failed me. You failed me. You failed me. And don't make the customer pay. And literally, if I had the car for like a year and a half, I'd get it. 
The, we bought this car less than a month ago. It has less than a thousand miles on it. They're defected, wet the car, and then they made me pay for a rental. That's bullshit. I'm not down with that. Honda, eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's eat fucking bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a quality yeah. review. Oh, and as you guys know, this episode Thank is you. sponsored by Honda. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitsubishi. Go places. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Toyota made me better. Yeah, just as long as it's not raining. <laughs> Keep it in a, a dry place. Yep. Exactly. That's all that's in your craw, Todd? Why? Why? why would <laughs> Seriously, you? dude. We're going to hear I about mean, the airplane and the first class. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got on a plane again, was in first class again, and I was, dude, I was in row, I was in 2F, and the, the lady's like, would you like the braised beef for dinner or the veggie bowl or the cheese plate and i'm like i'll take the braised beef we're all out of the braised beef and i'm like bitch i'm in row two how the fuck can you be out of the beef there's like three more rows behind me and you're out of the beef how many vegetarians are there come on she sounded like she had some sort of uh (laughs) some sort of infection of the larynx (laughs) dude i can't believe i'm like i'm in two I'm in the second row, and they're already because everybody's like, "Would you like? Would you like the beef? I'll take the beef." I'm sorry, the, the Southwest Veggie Bowl. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't want the Southwest Veggie Bowl. I'm sorry, sir. The captain was very hungry. <laughs> do, do you ever ask yourself yes. before you go and launch into these segments as whether or not people are going to view your grievances as being elitist? Yes. Well, that's not what it's meant. <laughs> No, I know it's not. I what don't you know mean. that everybody else. Wait a minute, our whole audience might fly first class more than me. Mm. How do I know that? I'm not judging anybody. So I knew we were trying to go for a thousand followers, <laughs> but I didn't know we were trying to go for a thousand first class followers. Yeah, let's oh, just stick so to the I regular. have to. So I have to go. I have to. I have to break them down into first. Wait, the Honda beef was a common man beef, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but I thought. I thought that you had like to build was. an entirely new garage to house this vehicle. So I'm not sure that's true. So did the Honda beef. You're seg- the one who led me there. <laughs> did the Honda beef segue into the lack of beef on the plane? Is that was that how that worked out? Bob, Bob wanted to fill time. Clearly, he wanted me to beef about more stuff, and I'm like, I go to the things that are familiar to me. You want to hear about the time of the hockey game when, when the lady spilled my drink on the floor and I berated her for two hours? I kind of do. <laughs> I'm trying to connect with my fellow with human beings. With the common man. With the, with common, the common. Just I'm say, a common man. I'm trying I'm to connect man like all you. as an elitist with the common man. I'm a common man like everybody else. No. I put my shoes on two at a time like everybody else. <laughs> my butler put my shoes. Son, one at a time, just like everybody else. Todd, did you ever watch? Exactly. Did you ever watch Frasier? I did. Did and you thank like it? Jesus Christ, this guy's got a tough. Did you like I the did. show? I did. I did. Yeah, I not have. No, I, 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 no, absolutely, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love, thought- I absolutely love the show, and it's, it's very much rich man problems, but it was often <laughs> said to be the most intelligent show on television. Uh. Much like our podcast, the most intelligent podcast <laughs> yeah. available on the internet. But I, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, you know, rich man problems on Frasier that you would probably appreciate. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Let's to be clear, rich. The reason, the only reason that I fly first class is not because I spring for first class tickets all the time. That I fly a ton for work, and so I'm zipping around for in places I don't want to be all the time, and so. 
ultimately there's a there's a little bit of a benefit there. But ultimately, you got when I was traveling 150,000 miles a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, again, first world problems. I get it, but yep. it's not like it's not like uh, uh, it's not like there's not a uh, little pain in there as, as well, which is why I beef about those things. <laughs> <laughs> So takes a lot to get fo- to the front of the bus. Forced. <laughs> you're being forced to go to these. Exactly, places. it takes a lot, takes a lot to get to the front of the bus. I'm just saying that. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. All right, I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, um, thank you, Todd. Let's move on to. I just want to uh, cover something. It's this is something that we a segment that we haven't really you're welcome, done for. Man. You're welcome. Um, a segment that we haven't done for a while uh, called mixtape mashup. Mm-hmm. We have no theme song for it or intro. However, this is a we segment. We don't? Get so on that, Todd. Uh, this is a segment in which uh, Nick Bader has uh, regaled us with and walked us through a listing of the top, you know, uh, X, X, X number of porn. Apparently it's porn. <laughs> no, porn? So what, you, did this I use one too many segment? X's? Yeah. One X is it, a did. number that And when has he ever regaled? He's never regaled Three me. X's is apparently porn. One X would be ten. Two X's would I think be porn. Twenty, and I think three X's I'm dead. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, two Uh, X's is above the belly button, right? Why don't I just take? Why don't I just take a step back here and let Nick introduce what he's going to be? Four four X's on top of each other would be a butthole. (laughs) All right. So for this installment, I'm sorry, Bob. Did you want to touch on the butthole? Nope. Go ahead. All right. So for. Don't want to touch it. I want to be inside of it. <laughs> For this installment of uh, so far off to a bad start, mix mixtape mashup. We've got the fifty most iconic vocal artists of all time per Rolling Stones. Okay. 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 Yeah. So we're gonna start at number fifty. Uh, there are par- okay. paragraphs. For each artist, we're not gonna we're not gonna bore you with that. We're just gonna rifle through some of these. No, uh, if you have a question about the artist, I could delve into that. But right question now, we're, or thoughts? Yeah, sure. Impressions? Yeah. So okay. we're gonna start at what, number. What if fi- they got it wrong? They they oh, could absolutely get it wrong. <laughs> but I would assume Rolling Stone. That's their business, so they probably know what's going on. So number fifty. <laughs> You'd think Honda knew about fucking cars. Joni Mitchell. Gas. Okay. Joni Mitchell Who? for number 50. Got it. Who? Joni Mitchell. Uh, she did, uh, you know, pave paradise, put up a parking lot. Joni Mitchell uh, nope. told us in oh, 1969 yeah. that uh, the one day I found uh, that I could sing uh, low, at first I thought that I would lost my voice forever. She didn't, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so she did pay paradise. Anyhow, so <laughs> yeah, I realize you guys doesn't go on for a while. I, re- yeah. I realize that yeah. nothing yeah. interesting uh, was coming from Joni Mitchell. Yeah, bad idea. Exactly. Forty nine. Forty nine <laughs> is uh, Sir Rod Stewart. Oh yeah, he's probably got to be ah. in the top fifty. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like just for the lunch, the length of his career. But I mean, you think? Yeah. First of all, how did Joni Mitchell make it into fifty? Um, I, I think she's just, she, she was very, very big at a, at a time that was well before you. Yeah. Really sucky. Sixties. Uh, <laughs> I think she, she had, a, I think she had a pretty big impact on female singers, uh, in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So we got Rod Stewart, uh, who I think is, yep. is just, uh, dynamite. 
just fucking knocked it out of the park. The guy had a lot of fucking hits. And uh, that's surprising yep. that, I mean, it's not surprising that he's in fit. I mean, this is like of all time. So I think that's a. Right. But to be next to Joni Mitchell, I don't know. So, but, <laughs> but Rod Stewart it's is going to be who's, it's, who, but who's, what we got to see is who he's going to get screwed by. Who's ahead of him. Yeah. Who's, who's in 48, 48. <laughs> let me just tell you, Tony Braxton. Yeah. That's a bunch of bullshit. I'm just going to say, there's no way that I don't, I don't know much about Tony Braxton, but there's no way that she's a better, she's <laughs> but a I better singer. Talk on it. There's, she, there's no way she's a better singer than Rod Stewart. There's no way. Todd. I, I guess it's up to everyone's own personal opinion. Well, of course, that's the whole purpose of the list, and this is all just to elicit yeah. uh, responses. And, and, and I, I got to give it to outrage. Still Rod for longevity. I think Tony yeah. Braxton is 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 a solid singer, but to make it into the top fifty, I think she might be seated a little bit high. I got to see somebody else got screwed. So, so I think Rod got screwed we'll, way more. Than we'll this. say here in her in her own words. My voice was always low, Tony Braxton told The Guardian in 2020. I remember everyone in class singing Joy to the World, and I was the only one who couldn't sing in the key. I was always the kid in the room that had the low voice that made everyone turn around. This R&B singer's voice still made people uh, do a double take, but not because of what it can do. Instead of uh, it's her smooth tone and ability to make everything the simplest sentence sentiments smolder her blockbuster ballad unbreak my heart showcases the mm -hmm. full extent of her vocal powers uh but songs uh badass song but songs like the pensive breathe again show how she can slow burn emotion into a devastating effect her steely-eyed resolve only breaking when it's clear that the feelings are about uh to take her over so apparently that's what they think. So. What? <laughs> You're welcome. No, again, I think she's good. I, I, I didn't she's understand good. a I word of what 50, you just said. Not fifty good. I did. In she moved me by. All I know is Rod Stewart got screwed in front in front of her, Linda Ronstadt. I think that's appropriate. You think so? Yeah. The Queen of Country uh, Rock. Yeah, Linda Ronstadt. She, she had a pretty big impact on country and, and rock. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll give you that. I'm still going to pass. Okay, so we're going to go <laughs> down. Right. We're going to go down to, to number 46, Mavis Staples. Oh, yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts? I, I get it. I totally get it. B big in uh, soul and um, um, religious music. Incredible 100%, voice. 100%. Yeah. yeah. For, and, and for a, probably a longer career than Rod Stewart's. Yeah. It says as a member. The other, well, the other piece too is nobody. Nobody. Most people don't know. Or young people don't know her. No, no, and they don't know the Staple Singers, which is she was part of. Yeah. Her, so it's, her family. So Correct. it says here as a member of her family band, the Staple Singers, Mavis Staples injected the power of gospel exclamation into the pop charts. Just listen to her command on "I'll take you there." On records she's mm -hmm. made over the past two decades, Staples found her voice in more ways than one. Whether singing civil rights songs or working with sympathetic collaborations like Jeff Tweedy, she found the perfect framework for her instrument. But she also proved that voices can age in remarkable and expressive ways, reflecting a life that's been hard and had its shares of highs and lows. Um... Staples imbues everything she can sign with experience, warmth, wisdom, and acceptance. 
So it looks like they're taking a lot more into consideration than just the voice. Yeah, and just they're the, doing their their, 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 their uh, catalog. Yeah, yeah. So put, I, put I like the work. Yeah. And I think Rod Rod might be might be perfectly placed then. Yeah, they're putting the work in from you know? for, from a qu- the quality of his voice because this they're actually yeah. talking about the the subtleness and how they how the voices work their voices as an instrument work. Yeah, so and I, how it ages. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, Listen, I'm okay with this. If you're if you're listening to this show, oh like, oh, my god, what? Okay, hold on, hold on. Before you get to the next yeah. one, if you're listening to the show and you're wondering, like, I thought this is going to be a, a comedy podcast. I thought these guys were talking about humorous bullshit. Most of the time, yeah. We'll get to it. I would I would quote Nick Bader <laughs> from a recent episode in mm-hmm. which he said that everything that we do, uh, everything that every part of our friendship, all the all four of us, uh, has been uh, circling around music, and Certainly. We, we 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 have commonalities within music. We have. Uh, areas that you know each of us um, has a, a unique take that probably nobody else has uh, something that they like that that is kind of the, their bag their their wheelhouse but there's also areas in which we intersect and we talk about that a lot and so if you take anything away from this episode this particular segment it is you know we, we care a lot about music and what if you're if you hear Nick reading some of the excerpts from Rolling Stones you know breakdown of the top 50. Uh, greatest singers of all time it is you know check out this singer uh, check out this song that that he may be uh quoting and um and and see for yourself and let us know what you think and i think like the the on the shocker line 24 7 368 shocker that's right and i think the crazy thing is obviously i i wish todd was here with us after the show more often oh we'd be doing karaoke after the show 100 percent but um, but it absolutely you know that's the one thing that really does, you know I movies are great and we all enjoy stuff like that. But I think music really kind of pulls us all together. It's something that absolutely. we we all can appreciate. And I love when you guys give me recommendations on songs and let me hear new things. And I can't speak for the group, but you know I think that's one thing that we all have in common. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when Todd was here, you know, we were outside. Yeah, we jammed out to all manner of stuff. We're yeah, outside. We're inside. We're we're always listening. There's to music. a lot of conversation about like, oh, play this, oh, play that, and like we we were kind of giving control back and forth. No one you was were, e- no to, one to was the speaker. No one was ever like, oh man, no, I just just turn it off. Let's just sit by the fire. Like we love music, like <laughs> yeah. all of us, you know. Yeah. So this, so we're a music podcast. Yeah, and, well. and and you know what, we don't we don't touch on that enough. I mean, we have a se- we have a specific segment about we're, we're movies. We're too busy being hilarious all the time. Yeah, we should really come back to music. <laughs> we have a specific segment it's on fucking funny guys. on like <laughs> on like shows and movies. Yeah. But the one thing that kind of brings us all together, like we don't really talk about that often, which is music. Well, yeah, we'll have to have a uh, production meeting about this. So this one, yes, it, indeed, that, this, I, that I don't cancel the list. This yeah. one, is, this one is near and dear to my heart. If anyone thinks that like country and rock are the only things I listen to, then this should be uh, a surprise to you. But number forty-five from Rolling Stones is Ella Fitzgerald, who is okay. a fucking knockout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is. Fucking, I'm surprised she's that high. She is wonderful. She, yeah, I, I would, I would yeah, figure she would be much lower. And lower is better in yeah, this list. But, but actually, but at the end of the day, I think this list is going to get really, given given the criteria, it seems. It's going to get this competitive. Is pa- this is packed. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So we we I, I think this is pretty eloquently said. It says voices change. That's what aging does. But although Ella Fitzgerald's style deepened, her voice gained in character and her phrasing and in perception. Her voice itself generated the illusion of youthfulness for decades, all the way from her 60s. What a run. Fitzgerald's famously precise enunciation was right there from her first recording in 1938's a tisket, a tisket, uh, with Chick Webb's orchestra. But if rock-raised ears may find Fitzgerald's portrait painter precision a mite proper, oh, this is oh, Jesus. Christ. That's a tough paragraph to get yeah. to. I, I, I feel the, for you, my friend. It's deep. The yeah. very, deep. the very grain, lot of alliteration. The very grain of her voice is always wonderfully earthy. She's sensuous, learned and spry and she's worth hearing in every phrase of her career and i think i mean that I is very eloquently said i, I mean it. her voice any time i heard her I'm sorry it's just beautiful it's absolutely beautiful absolutely 100 percent agree 100 percent agree you know what and now i have a prediction you know who's gonna be the top five is aretha franklin i think you think so? I think she's gonna make crack the top five time. I do because because the one thing when you hear when you hear other singers talk about her voice, uh, she was able to sing the songs the way that she did when she first came to being mm-hmm. at her at, at her elderly age. That was one of the things that they, for the movie they were saying it was very hard for people to to mimic. The, I can't remember the woman who played her. I think it was I can't remember her name in her in her sixties. But anyway, that was play. the thing. Her voice ne- her. Her voice didn't wasn't changed, so I'm curious to see how high yeah. she is. Okay, all right. So going down to number forty four is James Brown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. He's a motherfucker. Uh, and just the first sentence says uh, to call James Brown merely a singer seems like a vast understatement. An entertainer extraordinaire. He he played with a uh, with another band. Um, Maceo Parker's band as well. Maceo Parker's band. What's, what was the name uh, of his band? The, the Flames? The JBs. The famous Flames? The JBs. Hang no. On, wait a um, second. How did you get to the Flames and Todd got the JBs? Because he played, he was formerly of the the Daps, the JBs, and the Famous Flames. So he was Oh, the hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Number 43. Oh, sorry. We're moving on from James. Sorry. Ariana Grande. I, 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 I can't, I don't I feel like her. this is a mouse among men. <laughs> I, I, uh, if I, I don't know enough about, about her, her I would shit on this choice, but I really don't. So I don't know enough what's about her. her what's, what, what are, what's her top? What's her top? I know I've heard her. So what's her top sign? I just want to kind of get a measure of her voice. So it says <sighs> with a whistle tone that rivals Mariah Carey in her prime. Oh, okay. If we're doing, if we're comparing to Mariah Carey, I'm not sure she belongs in the top 50. <clears throat> Uh, side to side, and a side to side, in her prime, in her prime, in her prime. Mariah Carey has a place. Okay, she she, she hit a home. She set the the, the league rushing record a year. Mm. You got to give her that. All right, she so was the best of the Todd, best. So it, in her top her. songs, it lists like three songs: "Side to Side," "Into You," and "Dangerous Woman" from the Dangerous Woman album in 2016. But I but I think what they're talking about is probably vocal range, pitch, how your mm. voice yeah. ages. And, and things like that, you know, she's like young still, they're probably they're probably not looking at someone like uh, Daryl Hall or John Oates. Uh, 
Yeah. She gets. I think she gets aged out of this list ten years from now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't know. They don't know enough yeah. about her, you yeah. know, because she's too yeah. young. All right, so moving right yeah. past it. Oh man, number forty-two, Teddy Pendergrass. Yep. I don't. Yep. I, yeah, I don't think Ariana Grande fits in that. <laughs> it's in the same. <laughs> in, in in the middle of all these legends, it's like, oh, okay. Well, actually, it's gonna. You want know, when, when I go back out to the fire, I'm gonna turn on some Ariana Grande and see if her voice moves me. That's. I mean, ultimately, that's the thing. It's like I don't think we listen to enough of her stuff. It's not our style. I don't think it, this. That's a concert where none of us would be at. I think. But you know what? We and have, so we for have, that very reason, we haven't. We we're making judgment calls on not having taken in the the library. But I don't even care about that. I'm not even listening to that. <laughs> I don't care about the editorializing of any of that because. They have not gotten to the point that these ladies or these men have gotten to in their lives have have aged eloquently and still been able to sing, and that's what they're basing it on, and she's still very young and alive, and these people have all passed. So I don't think the control is... Is Rod Stewart dead? I don't think... What's that? <laughs> I said, is Rod Stewart dead? No, no, no! But I'm, say, I'm saying dead. she's surrounded. <laughs> she's surrounded by, and I, I can only see these these very old, you know, black and white pictures of these amazing singers, and and I know that they've that we've watched them go from very in their twenties to yeah, but, as old as they possibly could and die, and we're judging I, them on how their voice aged. So how do you look at I, someone? I agree, I agree. Yeah, go ahead. But I but I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think. I think you're making my point. Yeah, I think that because you haven't, and because we wouldn't listen to her, what the what you should we should do listen to her because her voice may be aged, even if she doesn't have another hit record or song ever. If she has range and does a thing, that's like Mariah Carey. I think she's not a necessarily a one hit wonder, but Mariah Carey was hitting notes and did a thing for in, in a very small sliver of time. Yeah, that has propelled her for forever. Like literally, she was so brilliant for a fleeting moment. That she still gets to sing the, the song, even though we know she can't sing it, like she right, did at, right. at the beginning. And, Be- so, because, and so Ariana, Ariana because, Grande might have that type of power yeah. that we're not because we don't listen to her. We're not. Yeah. We're not taking it in. And so I, I'm gonna. I'll give it up. I'm yeah, I agree. I mean, these are people that are much. You know, like 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 we. I've said on many occasions. You know, if you know, I was able to diagnose people with with certain you know i've said like oh you know uh you have the, all these symptoms it seems like you have this and people are like wow that's really great you know it, it kind of sounds like maybe i do have that and i'm like well you know if my opinion actually mattered that much i'd be getting paid a lot more money so it, these <laughs> well, no, but it's a personal thing but i think ultimately we have to we have to take it in before we can shit on it we have to say well let's listen to the library if i listen to two albums i'm like I'm not hearing anything in her voice or her vocal expression that moves me in any way, even if, like the music or not. There's tons of music that I don't that I'm like isn't on my go-to playlist, but I absolutely because Teddy Pendergrass is that he's not on my. There's a couple of songs of his that are on my go-to playlist. I don't play him. Todd, Todd, back Todd, to, Todd, back Todd. to back to back Todd, to back to back. Todd, grab a shot. Yeah, sorry, Todd, grab a shot. All right. No, we want you to talk, but we, we're just been holding. But not a right shot. now. I know you can't see, but we're holding a shot. But not right now. I feel repressed. You are. Let me repress you with this. You're not repressed. Here. You're oppressed. I'm going to repress you with this mute button just a, just a second. So we all don't right, hear all the Legos. But, you know, <laughs> my, my thought process is that there are people that so, are. No, I'd can, say you don't be quiet to do the shot. I can do the shot. Salute. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people with 
much more <laughs> specific education on this topic that we don't know what all goes into, you know, how, how the fucking uh, cake is made. And we're just kind of fucking peons guessing. You know? I, I just love the passion. Mm-hmm. That, Put yourself that, in the peon category. That, that, oh, that, yeah. that Todd and Nick are like, you know, <laughs> butting heads over who, you know. Not at all. We're, we're not right actually. Not, we we thought, in, a friendly, we, in a friendly exactly. way. There's no fights in a friendly way, but I love, I love the passion. That's we're we're trying we're we're, we're, we're both <laughs> driving down the same path and we're trying to understand exactly. trying to understand where it's going to take us. That's all. It Todd, is. you you said you were going to check out Ariana Grande tonight. Yeah, yeah. Do yourself a favor, turn it on the TV and watch her music videos and just put it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is a very slow roll. So let's go on to number forty-one, which is Etta James. Oh yeah, just like Ella Fitzgerald. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, at last. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, dude, yeah. this this blows me away. Number forty, Aaliyah. I've 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 heard, uh, yeah, I've heard I, she was. I can uh, buy that. I just I don't have exposure to. I've heard she's fantastic. Yep. But, that's it. But just a, yeah. we there was only a small point in time that we even experienced. She had a short career. Yeah, yeah. I, I think her. I think her demise is. What? You think it's playing into brings her how, up on that way? How low in this no, list? But no, again, low, no, no, I, no. I actually there, there's I've heard tons of songs where they've sampled her music and she is moving in everything that she's ever done. I, again, I don't know of the mechanics of how the voices are done, but she everything that I've ever heard of hers is really, really good. Whether you like the music or not, her voice is powerful, very powerful. Yeah, and I think that Corey's saying that probably the potential that was lost when she died. Maybe playing a part into how high uh, or close to number one she's been placed in this list, which is tough to argue with. It's just a natural. This it's, it's a natural thing. This just right. blows me away because I'm I'm very curious as to how close we get to number one. Who these people are going to be? Because we have some heavy hitters. In- we have some questionables, and <laughs> we have some very heavy hitters. Yeah. Right yeah. after Aaliyah, who was very. Uh, recent for for us i mean late 90s mm-hmm. you know uh we have louis armstrong which to me you have yeah. a heavy hitter like louis armstrong and you have ella fitzgerald in a lot of song they sing together yeah 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 that, that know, was that they, was back in the day that's what i guess i don't know how much range either one of them had that's I mean, well, louis I armstrong played range. an I mean, instrument brilliant. He, he wasn't just a singer he played he, an instrument yeah and, and, he also le- and played led a band trumpet yeah, and he and he led his band, so his band would bring in singers like Ella Fitzgerald to sing with them. I'm totally making this up. I assume that it's true, but there's probably I'm, I'm taking a lot of liberties with what I'm saying here. I you feel are like, taking some liberties. So yeah. why don't you shut up and I'll just somebody read should it. somebody right. should fact check right. this. Who's so, the fact checker? So apparently, Nick, Nick. from what I've heard, it's Nick. So I'll tell you right now, the modern era of American popular music begins with Louis Armstrong. His voice, with its Instantly distinctive, gravely to- gravelly tone was also uh, immediately lovable, working equally to comic You Rascal You from 1931, the tragic effect. His Black and Blue from 1929 became the theme song. Moreover, his loose, sharp sense of swing utterly transformed Pop's sense of rhythm, not just in the instrument, but also in the singing. Take a listen to... This 50 studio outtake where he reaches Lottie Lenya, the singer who originated the oh, song, yeah. who originated the song How to Swing, Back the Knife, 
Hear how eager she is to learn because she knew that she was learning from the best. And that's not even to mention the revolutionary trumpet playing that he did. So, I mean, nice. I, I want to be honest with you. I really thought nice. that whole thing was going to end with him looking at me going like, so what was it like to see Louis in concert? <laughs> <laughs> so Louis Can Armstrong. Can you tell us, Bob? Backstage passes. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are going to have to. You guys are going to have sign my cummerbund. <laughs> Uh, to kind of echo that sentiment. I was in the kitchen. <laughs> to echo that sentiment uh, for you old people, you're going to have to fill me in on the blanks on this one. Uh, number 38, Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, Superfly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he sang the, the I'm, theme song I'm for, I'm for I'm, Superfly, the movie. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that he's this high, but I'm not. I, I'm I not am a, too. It doesn't shock me. I am too, but he, he, he was a big, he was... For 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 black uh, singers in the seventies, he was uh, at the top of that mountain. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right yeah. now, Todd. Uh, people of color are are dominating right now, <laughs> as they should. I mean, it's not a joke. I'm I'm saying yeah. like it's it's. But yeah, the real truth well, is going to be what's who, interesting. No, I, I, actually, ahead, actually, here's the thing. I think at the beginning you're going to see. I think you haven't seen a bunch of my people who are not of color. Like, uh, uh, shit. Uh, Adele, she's going to be in. The, she's going to be up at the top. She's I was just going to say, well, let's reserve uh, Harry, judgment. Harry, Harry Connick Jr. Let Let's reserve judgment until we get to the top ten, Todd, because I feel like there you go. It's going to be chock a block yeah. with white folks who have stolen black music. <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> Elvis is going to be in there. <laughs> We're not going to see Carl Perkins or or, or Chuck Berry in the top ten. I feel. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, right, it just right. is going to be what it is, exactly. you know. All right, CeeLo Green. Right. <laughs> At this rate, we're not going to see I'm, the top I'm ten. Actually, that is true. We got about nine minutes. Left. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Number thirty-seven on the top one hundred. Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah. I love Van Morrison, yeah, but yeah. I feel like yeah, most yeah. times I'm the only one. <laughs> He's no, a very, no, I, and I. I Crazy love, man, and I love him with I, my one of my favorite songs of all time is him and Ray Charles together. Because yeah. Ray's going to be on this. Ray's still coming. I know this, this and He's this better. and this kind yeah. of this kind of blows me away. Number thirty six, Kurt Cobain. <sighs> Look, there's no bigger, there's no bigger Kurt Cobain fan than than I am. I, he was very squarely. I grew up with him being the the number one. Uh, influential musician of my life. I, I was going to say, he, I, to me, I, to I'm me, not he, sure he deserves a spot that high as a singer. I wouldn't say as the vocals. I, as as a movement, yes. As a musician. Let's let Rolling Stone explain. Okay. Oh, yes. That's what I was hoping for. I mean, we're all much more Eight morons. minutes, buddy. Eight minutes. <laughs> that is true. We are. Okay. Yeah, because I'm actually not pushing back that hard. All right. Because, so, again, I, I could feel. So here we go. Kurt Cobain's voice was a sound at war with itself often harsh to the point of being grotesque, but result, resolutely melodic, even though at its ugliest point. It's a blend born out of his diverse vocal influences from the twee sing-song of the Vaseline's Eugene Kelly and Francis McKee to the wounded snarl of the whispers of Greg Sage. The result was a voice that could find the hooks buried within the caustic noise metal of school or breed and expose the razor blade at the center of the grunge pop mm. apple 
of drain you or in bloom. For me, it was always the voice that blew me away. Dear Ticks John McCauley, who has covered Nirvana with the band's surviving members, told Rolling Stone, I'd heard people with gravelly voices, but Kurt's was absolutely more different. It's not a pretty voice. He was not a trained singer by any means, but it gave us all hope. I think we just need to email the author and tell him to ease up on the words there for you. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm yeah. so hard trying to fucking get through <laughs> that, this that, fucking that, paragraph. That sounds like a, like a music critic's uh, um, biased opinion on, on how important Kurt Cobain is. And I think at the end of the day, when you compare it against all these other singers, it's really difficult. To justify to see him that high, putting him that low, above yeah, yeah. Ella Fitzgerald. I don't, I don't, I don't that's agree true. with it. That, that's true. You know? I don't agree I'm, with it at no, all. I, I, I'm not surprised that his name's in the list, but yeah, he's in the wrong. I don't I think he's in the wrong. Spot. I don't agree with it at all because I feel like um, we're we're talking about people who have had a lifetime of music versus someone who died in their 20s. You know, I he's he's not blowing it out of the park. Where he's got a very small discography in regards to like his 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 songs and and everything that he's done, and you have people that have a lifetime of music. So I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, again, uh, again, I think that goes. But that's, but that's an unfair comparison because I think Ella Fitzgerald, How many people have listened to Ella Fitzgerald? I think if I my, I know that my nieces and nephews have never listened to him. That's, I, I think that goes back to, to my original point. It's, as, as a movement in music, he was huge. But as, as a yeah. writer and, and artist, he was he was taken very, very... His, his reign ended too soon. Too so soon you, released. You, you never, well, but, his voice, but his voice was moving. I think this is, these guys are saying the best singers. And exactly. His voice, his move, it, that, that his tendencies and the way that he sung moved people. That is, and that's, I think that's why... I'm not surprised he's on the list, and if but and again we are all biased towards the sounds that we like, and they, nobody's saying that is it's beautiful, but his control of what he had and the influence he made with that voice, because no matter what, you can be passionate as hell. If your voice sucks ass, you're not going to sell a gazillion records unless you're Millie Vanilli having other people sing for you, right? And and they're not saying like who who made the most money or who had the most successful right. songs. Right. They're specifically talking about voices. Yep. And. So I, I'm, so I can live with this. I, this, I is not, this is not. This is not. It is. I not, think he's too. He's too high. I think too. Uh, it, it's not my profession to sit and judge and look at uh, vocal tone and semantics and everything else that goes into what they're judging. But I, I would try to assume that something notable like Rolling Stone would be taking a lot of things into consideration with some people. Consideration yep. with, with some people that are. Uh, much more intelligent on this subject than we are, but I still think uh, he is a mice among men in regards to who he's surrounded by. I don't think that's, I don't think that that's appropriate. But it is what it is. This is what they put out. So uh, uh, number thirty-five is Dusty Springfield. Okay, son of a preacher man. I get it. I, yeah. I, I okay. she seems a little high to me, but. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-four, Tom York, uh, from Radiohead. Um, oh. he, he's the lead singer from Radiohead. Uh, he's done a a, a few uh, so, uh, solo works, and then you know, in the Smile and what what the what, what was the other one he did with Flea? 
There was there was another. <laughs> Don't get me, buddy. Yeah. The the way Bob's mind <clears throat> works in regards to music just blows me away. It really does. He's honestly. a he's he's a he's a he. It, when you think of like Michael Stipe from REM, or you think of any modern singer like Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers, or. Um, uh, Billy Corgan, who, who was who came came about in the nineties, in the pumpkins. pumpkins. Uh, Tom York's the only guy left standing from from them, and continues to be. He's just a he's a weird dude who has a really really good voice that um, has well, a there you go unique sound that uh, not everybody appreciates. And so I I would, they, they as maybe, a big fan I would still say he's high on this list. But they may be really leaning yeah. into unique voices. They may be leaning right. into, you know, I'm going to be mad if Lauren Hill isn't on this list. Yeah. Oh man. It, and it's all about comparison, right? And and what you've been exposed to. Yeah. If I heard Lauren Hill uh, uh, was going to be higher than Etta James, I'd be. I, I would say I, I think this is bullshit. But Kurt Cobain's higher than Etta James, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I disagree with that as well. And I so, and, and I grew up with, with Kurt Cobain. I didn't grow up with that at James. Yeah, I learned about it at James later um, and had yeah. to appreciate it. But I think I think it's wrong. Number thirty three, Bessie Smith, blues. She's got to be blues. Pass with a name like Bessie. Said so the road to the queen For of country. The road to the queen of soul <laughs> and beyond begins with the empress of the blues, Bessie Smith's. Uptown blues of the 1920s and 30s made her Mahalia Jackson's favorite singer. Oh, Mahalia Jackson? Yeah. Mahalia Jackson. Yeah. Inspired yeah. Daniel Washington to cut the tribute album to her and move Janis Joplin to purchase a headstone for her grave. Whether disclaiming, oh, wow. whether disclaiming intimately her downhearted blues or belting taint nobody's business if I do, with joyous agency, Smith sounds like a big sister to Lizzo's shout and Rihanna's moan. Ancestor to any and all singers who glitter like royalty while still keeping it down to earth. What number did you just <laughs> read? This is number 33. 33. What was her last name again? Bessie who? Bessie, Bessie Smith. Smith. She's going to be on my list tonight as well. Can I, yeah. Can I just make a statement here and then yeah. we can like maybe cut it at 33 and pick it up again in another episode? Sure, yeah. All right, so l- let me just say that uh, if you if you ever seen School of Rock, the movie, uh-huh. in School of Rock, Jack Jack Black uh, goes up to the blackboard and he makes a history of rock, and it's a it's a diagram of how you know who's at the top and which bands connect to which and which genres connect to which and how they're connected and it's a it's a pretty impressive diagram that uh, I'm sure Jack Black could have made in his sleep. But the fact is that there is such a diagram that you could make for every genre that's out there. And Bessie Smith is uh, a, a titan of the blues. Uh, I knew her name, but I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what she sings. Just a quick Google search tells me that she sang Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out, which was covered by Eric Clapton in the late 90s. <laughs> uh, she sang I Ain't Got Nobody, which was covered by uh, yeah. <laughs> many, many different bands, including David yeah, Roth. Yeah. Uh, including Louis Prima, and so I feel like without really knowing much about Ma- Bessie Smith, she was a titan of the blues that really laid the track for 
everything that came after that it probably didn't get even a lot people of that gave well, well, I, well I want to I want to hear on, now though because on, she's like her voice I'm sorry her voice yeah I, I I haven't heard it either and and I want to but this is my point and and then I'll step back um if you're if you've been listening to this episode and you're like I don't know who that person is or I've never heard them take the time in between you know a, after having listened to this episode to go and listen to some of the you know what either Google or Apple Podcasts or Apple Music says about what are their top songs and and just kind of educate yourselves ab- about it because you may discover that there's somebody who that you really like that you never heard of before. And when it comes to the blues, the blues is a very tricky genre because unless you're a student of the blues, most people don't know anything about blues singers. And they hear singers' names and they're like, oh, I've heard that person before, but very likely they've never heard anything that they've sang. So it takes a bit of work to go back and maybe you'll get a better appreciation for the blues or for soul or R&B or whatever it is, but without going back and actually doing the work and being curious, you're, you're never going to have it and you really can't even, it, it's tough because there's nothing you can really say about it. So I would encourage you to, to, to do that and hopefully this, this episode has, has given you a little bit of guidance in broadening your horizons. So... Hey Bob, I, I want to yeah. second that, and I'll be really quick. That that I actually heard uh, the the "Don't Take Your Guns to Town" by Johnny Cash, and I'd heard like "Ring of Fire," but when I heard Man. "Don't Take Your Guns to Town," it so hooked me that I downloaded every bit of music, and he is in my top ten artists of all time. Love oh, Johnny Cash, and have yeah. every song uh, on my I have every song that he that's on digital media of his. So I second what you just said, Bob. Hundred percent, yeah. Johnny I, Cash, I love to be seconded. Legend. Especially by me. Oh, always the third toss. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to take things one piece at a time. So, Nick Bader, thank you for running through all those. We hit the 50 through 33 and the top singers of all time. There will be an episode coming up in which we will pick it up where we left off and try to walk through the rest of it. And hopefully you will follow us in that journey and that you enjoy what you've heard. And if you have, let us know at 618Shocker or at schnozcast at gmail.com or find us out on the social media services where you can follow us and give us a, a like and a rating and a subscribe. And uh, we can't wait to see you again next weekend. And with that, we are going to end the episode for this week. On behalf of Corey, Nick, and Todd, Bob say we'll see you again very, very soon. Bye.